how do we live out yeah. the kingdom of Christ in our daily life here on earth? everybody, this is Dr. Chad Hawk with Matt Dowd, and we are Renegade Atlas, charting a new path for life. And we've taken a long extended break from recording for many, many circumstances. And I called or I texted you just the other day, Matt, and I said, hey, there's a topic that I really would like to discuss with you. And it has to do with some scripture that I've read in current events. Would you be up for it? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So here we are. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah. What is it? So it's middle of September. Was it June probably? I think so. Yeah. Last time. Yeah. So a couple of things have happened. A couple then. of things. What <laughs> did you share with us? Even though I did introduce it to the audience. Yeah. Go ahead and no, I know you mentioned before, but... Yeah, my son was born. Keaton Owen Dowd was born July 16th. He's doing awesome. Yep. Yeah. We're loving it. Baby life. Um, Yeah. So my wife's at home with him and they're just, yeah, they're doing great. We're having a, we're having a blast with it. Actually. He's so cool. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yeah. He's starting to like giggle and smile and, you know, make little noises and communicate a little more than just crying and sleeping. You know, does he have his first phone yet? Uh, no, we ordered one though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you get the new iPhone? Yeah. Nice. iPhone 12 or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that'd be his older brother. His his eight year old brother has got a new device every week. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's amazing. He just had a birthday. So yeah. Wow. Yep. He's doing great too. Yeah. Well, and Stephanie's doing great. She is. Yep. She's doing awesome. And we are awesome mom. We, we are just so blessed. You and I, mm-hmm. I think about how blessed we are. You know, we have an amazing audience of people that listen. Um, we have families that are just incredible. Um, we have a savior that goes beyond everything that we right. could ever imagine. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we've just have a very blessed life and um, we're no both so grateful for that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So it's fun to be back here though. I mean, and we're in our new and... studio. Yeah, that's right. Oh Yeah. Tell that's another that. thing. Yeah. That's right. yeah. So I moved my, my practice um, across the parking lot, if you will. <laughs> and we have a dedicated studio. It isn't fully done yet, but we're, we're 90% there. And it's great to have a place to call home mm-hmm. when we want to record. Um, so there's a lot that's different and a whole lot that's the same. And part of the thing that's the same is as we chart a new path for our life, Mm-hmm. Um, a godly path for our life, one that uh, where our mind becomes conformed to his will and not just our own or the world's will. Right. Um, one of the things that's come up is a lot of division has occurred this year Yeah. in, in the body of Christ, in the church, if you will. And that's, right. that's the universal church. And this is a global thing that's occurred. It isn't just segregated to one um, city or state or province or or someplace like that. It is it is a global phenomenon, and it's coming about. The thing that really spurred this on is a lot of the division that's occurred initially. This is what spurred it, but we're going to apply it to many areas um, with the division in face masks and what government regulations are being imposed on, on the body of Christ in churches Mm -hmm. and how some churches, um, have revolted against that. And they're just saying, everybody come, no matter what your circumstances are in life. Others are saying, we won't even meet yet. 
Right. Some prohibit you from entering if you don't have a mask on, and some welcome you. And if you do have one on, they're not going to let you in because they see that you're living in fear or something like that. And uh, I've, on an emotional and spiritual level, I've been praying about this. Mm. It's bothered me hmm. on so many levels because that isn't how Christ wants the body. His kingdom here on earth should not be divided over something like this. Yeah, there should be unity. And in James, um, I'm going to ask that you read this, but James two uh, addresses some of this idea. Yeah, should I just jump in? Go for and, it. All right, here we go. So, James two says, "My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in." And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convinced, uh, convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Wow. And we think about that. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And think of the level of judgment that's being flung across um everything from grocery store aisles to to churches today and uh there is a model that's been set for us that overwhelms this it overcomes it and it, it doesn't we're not minimizing one mindset over another we're not saying that one person is right and another person is wrong on this Mm -hmm. isn't what we're doing we're saying what how do we live out yeah the kingdom of christ in our daily life here on earth right how do we judge people why are we judging people right Uh, what's the partiality and i like this term over the one in this you read from esv Uh um, but in the niv it's favoritism and so maybe favoritism gels with you more but i like partiality because it connotes breaking things down into pieces you know making them parts separating them versus um, yeah separation versus favoritism which is I just want this one more than that one, but this is actually Mm -hmm. a division partiality, you know, Mm -hmm. and yeah. Well, in the NIV, it also uses the word discriminated. Have you not discriminated among yourselves, which conjures up the whole other, you know, the other big issue of the day of social justice, social justice, you know, loving all of our brothers and sisters of all tribes and colors and everything like that. So, 
yeah, there's these words. Yeah. So the first thing I think we should acknowledge is what we experience today is not a new issue, right? It's timeless. Yeah. We've always had it in our culture and our society. The challenge, if you will, the gauntlet that's been thrown down for us is, will you believe in who I am and then choose to live that out in your life? So what does Christ say about this? Mm-hmm. Well, what do they call it in here? The, the royal law, right? That's the yep. phrase that's used. The royal law found in scripture to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And the law of liberty. Yes. Isn't that weird? That seems like a contradiction in terms. The, the law, law of, of liberty. Yeah. The law of freedom in this other version. Yeah. The law that gives freedom. Yeah. Which which is true because in this circumstance, they're not referencing Old Testament law. Right. Right. Reminds me of Romans 8, actually. Oh. You know, the law of sin and death yeah. versus the law of the spirit that gives life. Hmm. what this does is it really causes us if we if we take these words and we let them marinate in our heart and change our mind see we will be renewed in our mind by focusing on what we are being told here in this little book of james right you know, James, the brother power, of Jesus. Power-packed book. <laughs> yeah, power-packed book. Yeah. Um, we're being told that there is a different approach that we need to take. Just because somebody conforms to what our mind tells us is mm-hmm. good and right, and we like, you know, just because, you you know, you got the bling on, you got the rings on, you got the nice suit, the nice car, the nice approach, you're not wearing a mask or you are wearing a mask, you're part of this group, you're not part of that group. Yeah. That has nothing to do with how we should care and treat another person. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So I guess my question, one question I have for you is, how are we, how do we want to approach this conversation? Like, are we trying to talk about how to change behavior? You know, like how do we change what we're doing every day? Or, or are we trying, do we want to talk about like, what is this all rooted in? Like, where does it come from? I think the answer is yes. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. Then where do you want to start? Well, I think um, if we go like where we were at is historically, this is not new for us. Right. It's universal. It's common in every culture and every society. Mm -hmm. Uh, It we can't escape it. We have to learn to bring into submission our own hearts. Right. So that is our sin nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I was just thinking about Genesis. Yeah, actually, this is our sin nature. It's part of our DNA. Yeah, it has become, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It goes all the way back to, I was thinking like Cain and Abel. Oh, absolutely. Where Cain is like, that is not my brother. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's essentially what he was saying, right? He had to make Abel not his brother in order to justify killing him. Right. You know, in his own mind, he had to basically separate from him. It's the separation model that we're living in, the sin model on earth. Right. That was ushered in by the fall, right? Where we... Now we have division and separation as basically a cornerstone, like as a foundational viewpoint for everything in, out, us, them, right? And I just think like if we're going all the way back, we should go all the way back to that. Well, that's where it all begins. That's what, how we're functioning yeah. by default. 
right? And, and that's how we can justify all of this stuff. Whereas Christ came in to usher in unity and eliminate division, like we're one with him and we're one with each other. In the church especially, like the big broad church that you're talking about. Right. Right? So, yeah, is that... Well, I think that if we take the model pre, let's say pre-fall, mm-hmm. and where we see quite literally Adam and Eve living in unity with the Lord in the garden mm-hmm. with all the animals, the fruits, the trees, everything right. that's going on. And with each other. It, yeah. yeah. There's unity there. No division, no separation um, to the point where there was no shame. Right. You know, right. there was no judgment. Exactly. It wasn't like, oh, I want a potato today because potatoes are better. <laughs> everything was sufficient. And yep. today, everything comes about choices you go to a restaurant there's you know if there's only three items on the menu you're like ah why isn't there the fourth Mm -hmm. you go to someplace like cheesecake factory and they give you like uh you know 52 page book of menu yeah you know it's like (laughs) everything is about choices and choices and choices and choices as if something is better than another and we apply that same standard to another person Mm mm-hmm yeah. And and that that really I mean, think about that. That really can hit deep. Yeah, I mean, I think it plays out in all kinds of ways, right? That is yeah, it's hurtful to others. It's hurtful to ourselves. To ourselves. Really. Yeah. Can yeah. you think of a circumstance? And I know I'm I'm just kind of throwing this out there, but even if you're listening, think of a circumstance when you've been able to serve another person not because they were great and you wanted to make an impression, but because it was the right thing for you to do at that time. And it was a, it was like a, a gifting that poured out of you towards that person and how it impacted their life. And to be able to come from that place on a, a more regular basis is kind of, it, it blows away the idea of favoritism or partiality or discrimination. Right. Right. And that's the liberty that's being referenced here because the law is to love your neighbor as yourself. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, one of the one of the sections that stuck out to me of this passage was the very end, the part about mercy. Yeah. And I th- so I've been learning about mercy in a study of the Beatitudes where Jesus talks about the fifth Beatitude is blessed are those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. That's what you get back, right? And I think that we tend to think of mercy like the Mother Teresa model, which is beautiful, right? Going around and helping the poorest of the poor and the untouchables, the sick, just like this hugely merciful, loving heart for the marginalized, which is totally a a huge part of mercy. But I think there's also this practical day-to-day mercy that's like where mercy is the opposite of judgment. It even says it in here. Judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful, but mercy triumphs over judgment. So if we look at judgment as the opposite of mercy, or mercy is the opposite of judgment, then it's like a question we can ask is, who am I tempted to judge that I should actually embrace? Right? And that question, the answer to that question might help us to overcome. Because who are we tempted to judge right now if I'm really big on wearing a mask 
you know, somebody who's not wearing a mask right? or vice versa. Right. Right. Or if I'm whatever, like whatever group, whatever stance, whatever mindset, the tendency is to want to judge the other. Exactly. And that's where this division is coming from. It is. And we can, we can make it even more, um, uh, everyday world like by saying, what about the person who cut you off on the highway mm-hmm. and you say, why did that jerk do that? You know, uh-huh. don't they know how to drive? You know, and we start sleep, but we don't know what mercy would say. Well, you can take that place right in front of me. Right. It's like offering them the seat at the banquet table. Exactly. You know, in this little bit of scripture here, it talks about you, the, the person who is down or oppressed or not wealthy being having the same access that the person who is wealthy would have. And what if the person on the highway is driving some beat up old jalopy mm-hmm. and you're afraid a part's going to fly off and hit your car, <laughs> you know, and, and they cut yeah. you off uh-huh. and you, you're making judgments about that person at that time. Sure. Rather than, wow, that person is made in the image of God <laughs> And their car isn't, but boy, <laughs> they are. And why can't I give them that space? Hmm. And yeah. it's the same. It's getting, I mean, that's, that's a real life, non COVID related, yeah, if sure. you will, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing where, yeah, but where we come from in our hearts, in our actions, wow, it really challenges us deeply. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay, so I think maybe I'd like to explore this law of freedom a little bit more. Because to me, the way to overcome, you know, the human tendency to react in judgment and self-protection and that type of thing is to understand, is to be free first, right? Myself, Absolutely. like for me to be free of it and, and allows me to engage with other people in a whole different way. So how, what is this law of freedom all about? How does that work well it's embodied in christ because that's the reason he came we're told very specifically christ came so that we could be free right period (laughs) yep that's it yeah and how did like so then how did he accomplish it well (laughs) how did he accomplish it Uh yeah he overcame the burden of our sin by doing what by giving everything for us right we did nothing to deserve or earn it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what I'm kind of digging at too is specifically. He beat the law. Yeah. He came at, well, he died. He sacrificed himself. Yeah. Right. So he said the way to live is to die. The way to win is to lose. And right? Galatians yeah. uh, 2.20, if I'm remembering correctly, you know, um, it is not I who live, but it is Christ that lives within right. me. I've right. been crucified, you know. Yeah. We're like, we're dead men and women walking around. Yeah. And a, a dead person doesn't have rights, basically. That's just kind of a cliche way I've heard it said. Yeah. But it is this idea that my selfish desires, my false self, sinful self, old, whatever, sinful nature, is, is what needs to die. My true self that would emerge from that like how Jesus rose from the grave, like baptism symbolizes this, you know, dying and being resurrected. The life we have in him, 
is life it's energizes our true self that has always been there but has not been really fully alive that doesn't need anything is is not for lack of anything just like genesis 1 so the reality of the world that we can participate in is this non-scarcity non-separate fully engaged fully whole healthy with all of our needs taken care of that's the world that jesus was ushering back in that's right. the kingdom. That is right? the kingdom. And when we live in that and participate in that and are aware of it, then all these little, our enemies cease to become our enemies. Basically, our problems kind of kind of go away in a sense. It's, it's not this whole like everything's perfect now, but it's like we don't have the need to fight for our own stuff anymore. That part kind of goes away. At least that's how I'm understanding it. What do you think about that? I think that in the eternal sense, absolutely. But okay. the big the big problem here is we're still stuck here on this earth. Well, no, I'm talking about the here and now. Yeah. Like but, but we 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 don't we can't always live out that way because we have the limitations of our matter. The limitations of our mindset and our dna doesn't mean we can't strive for those things hmm interesting i don't know because no one has ever achieved that level except for jesus right except for jesus right doesn't mean we can't yearn for it and strive for it and but doesn't he empower us to do it i see i think i think and maybe we're just saying it slightly different ways but i think that the power he gives us is to overcome it today not 100% like all for once and for all done. Well, that's what I'm I getting mean, at. Like each, but let's take each individual scenario. Like, I really feel strongly that people need to wear masks and anyone who doesn't is offending me. Or I feel really strongly that I should have the liberty to choose whether to wear one or not. And anybody who tries to impose that mandate over me is, a, is offending me. Either of those viewpoints. Let's just take those for example. Sure. I think the invitation to come and die is to come and die to my viewpoint, either one of those, either end of the spectrum. That Jesus is saying, you don't have to hold tightly to either of those views because I am enough for you, tangibly and really, <laughs> not just like theoretically and imaginary. You know what I mean? It's like, I will supply your needs so you don't need to fight for your own need on either side of the spectrum because I'm going to supply it for you. I'm going to be that for you. And so then you actually are able to show mercy instead of judgment. You're looking at me like that. You're not. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think anybody's arguing that. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think that the, the problem is, um, and not problem, that's maybe overstated. The struggle of this is, is that, it's all fine and good until you stub your toe and then, you know, you, something happens in your path and then it's that continual renewing of oh. your mind. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a light switch moment for us. So. Right. It's yeah. It's like daily bread. Yeah. It's staying connected. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not like the salvation quote unquote prayer where I, you know, ask Jesus in my heart and so I can go to heaven when I die and like the future is all secure. 
So then it's, let me turn it like around every on you. day as I as I encounter these scenarios. So here here's the thing, that is a um, uh, what am, what's the word I'm looking for here? That is a method of a, a discipline of living your life in the kingdom of God. Yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah, here? yeah. But just because that's available doesn't mean we always do that. Right. And and that's, I think, what, um, and, and this is maybe just my own uh, lack of understanding here, but um, that is the freedom we have as a believer. Mm-hmm. That's what we have access to. Right. But it doesn't mean we always access it fully at a hundred percent no no exactly yeah that no right because our humanity still fights for right <laughs> for its dominance it still has a it still has a active role like it's doing something to right. us and the enemy is distracting us like there's these forces that we struggle against right it's not the, I, that's why i'm not saying this is the once and for all done deal it's available to us 100% of the time. It's will we engage with it. So it's like Jesus' invitations. If you want to follow me, if you want to come after me, then pick up your cross daily. Right. So I think what I'm talking about is what is the cross? Like what's being crucified on that cross? It's those things like our selfish desires, these the ways that our humanity that operates in this scarcity model, feeling like we don't, we're not secure, we don't have enough, we're not protected, we're not valuable. All these ways that we view ourselves in that model, the model of sin, it's governed by sin, the law of sin and death. When we operate into that model, then we we live that out. I mean, it logically makes sense. We do the things that we feel like we need to do to survive. And it creates this division. It creates judgment of others. It's all that, all the stuff fall in, sort of follows suit. And along with that, it's also how we think others are judging us. Mm-hmm. We give that way more precedence and credence than is probably ever occurring, you know? Sure. Um, like what we think they think. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. We give that way more bandwidth in our life than should ever occur. For sure. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that gets into the whole notion of being offended. Right. You know? Oh, you offended me by the way you look or yeah. what you said or the look you gave me or yeah. the word you said even. Like when it says don't judge, you know, like here, ju- mercy triumphs over judgment. We judge other people's intent. Yes. All the time. All day long. And that is so dangerous. It sure it's is. like assigning, you know, blame to somebody before they even, before you even really understand what they're doing, what yes. they're talking about, or what they mean. I mean, it's like. I've I had a conversation like that over text the other day with coworkers. And it was just like this little miscommunication and it just didn't come through because it was text. Uh-huh. And not face to face, you know? The different like you just miss you lose something. It's well, even face to face. It can, of course it can still happen. Yeah. I just think it was even exasperated because of his text, you know, but it's like just certain elements of intent and meaning get missed. And so then we take what we did receive, whatever, however we perceive it, and we start to make judgments based mm-hmm. on that. And that's so, it's just so dangerous. So one of the things, I, one of the little phrases I heard maybe about five, 10 years ago that has always stuck with me, it's observe, but don't judge. Mm-hmm. You know, withhold judgment on something until you've had time to really 
digest it and think about it and process it. Um, because then you're creating this idea of partiality that's in scripture favoritism. Right. Did I like what they said or not? And yep. are you missing the value of what could have occurred because you're discriminating right. based on your preferences? Yep. Yep. Observe, but don't judge. Yeah, exactly. And um, I like using the model of this observe or, you know, the facts that we we see facts like, or we experience, we experience things, we see things, we read things, we learn things. We're like, you know, and we draw conclusions. Like we judge fact, fact, conclusion, or my experience is this. And I make this conclusion. And uh, I think the way that Jesus teaches us to operate is more like to go observe what we observe and then confess instead of conclude. Confess like this makes me, believe this is true it makes me think this it makes me feel like this right right and bring that to the light be like man i see all this going on it makes me feel offended it makes me feel scared about the future it makes me feel whatever whatever however it's impacting me and then you take that to god you take that to your community and you try to exchange your perspective for a higher perspective right like god's perspective on it yeah and and that's where we are given a heavenly mindset, a kingdom mindset, right? About how we are to be in this world. Yeah, exactly. And that's to me, that's just another example of laying it down, of sacrificing, of picking up the cross, like letting these things die instead of just taking it and internalizing it and evaluating it and judging it all within our own mind mm-hmm. and our own heart, mm-hmm. right? And then just deciding what's true based on our own perspective. Yeah. Right. It broadens it, it opens it up, it it elevates us to be able to see it, you know, and ourselves for what it really is. And we, the need to do all this self-protection judgment stuff, it kind of starts to fade away. Boy, that you just hit on something, which is a whole nother topic of discussion, but how uh, in today's culture and society, we're all about Mm -hmm. self-protection. Almost like we cocoon ourselves in in these uh right. principles or ideas or mindsets as protection against yeah. what we see as arrows coming towards us right yeah and why would anyone do that like why would it you know why does an animal retreat into its cave like because <laughs> they feel threatened yeah right we feel we don't feel safe we don't feel protected and how much is perceived versus real true yeah you know i mean i think yeah for sure probably a lot of it i heard a very interesting um this goes into this idea where i heard somebody who was protesting in a city you're very familiar with Mm -hmm. and they were actually doing more than protesting they had set up an encampment and um they were being very hostile to other people and uh the comment that was made was he he said i don't i'm tired of people attacking me and yet he was the one who was doing attacking to they just videoed him yeah. beating somebody and here he is uh, being recorded doing it. and he turns around and he goes i'm tired of people and i'm just thinking wow have we so i mean in how in our life in my life so chad chad in my life yeah. how do i react that same way when somebody right approaches me in an area where I feel very vulnerable. Am I allowing myself to move into that vulnerability yeah. and and rest in it and sit in it and let God transform my mind on it? Right. Or am I lashing out back at that person? Yeah. 
and doing the thing, very same thing that I'm afraid of happening to me. Right, Cain and Abel. Yeah. It's, I, uh, what uh, Richard Rohr says, what doesn't get transformed gets transmitted, right? So hurting people hurt other people. It's like the abusive father thing, you know? Yeah. He was probably abused. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sure. Like, that's just, that's kind of what tends to happen. And so our pain, actually, I mean, pain is one of the things that unites humanity. It's universal. We yeah. all have experienced Fear, it. pain, shame. It's because it's the sin model. It's like the result of separation from God is like gear, fear, guilt, shame, pain, all this kind of stuff we could acknowledge just that we'd be more united. Yeah. Right. Like this person is operating out of brokenness and fear, you know, just like me. Oh, wow. We're connected in that. I mean, right there, you got a bridge, mm-hmm. you know, but then Jesus comes to transform it. Beauty from ashes. Like we're not cursed to just die in our shame. <laughs> no, we're not. You know, we don't have to stay under the oppression of sin and death. Like he'll come and um, the other, the what the enemy intended for evil god intends for or god has a way of using for good like it's almost like that's in romans 8 as well i know it's weird it's like (laughs) he's so creatively brilliant you know and he knows what's going on he knows how to work it together for good doesn't mean that it is good the thing that's happening that's not no 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 bad things like evil terrible horrible things that we're experiencing you know some people to a very a huge degree but he's he's bigger than that and so yeah that's the hope right we have hope in that it's also a promise right right yeah 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 so this little bit of james we've gone from Mm -hmm. uh certainly from genesis to james but we've probably (laughs) dabbled in a few other books as well um I, I just want to encourage people to think of the life of Daniel during times where you may feel oppressed. And Daniel, I think, is a beautiful example of somebody who can live mm-hmm. under uh, an earthly power and still honor and respect the power while still honoring and respecting his father, seeing how his father provides for him under difficult yeah. circumstances. And he never lost the faith. And he actually never lost the favor of like Nebuchadnezzar. He just had, you know, the cards were stacked against him when the people who were the wise men advised Nebuchadnezzar to create certain rules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They schemed against him. Yeah. They schemed and they they stacked the deck against him and boom, you know, he, but God provided and in your life, Mm -hmm. whatever the trial is, right. Don't see yourself as a separate entity or being oppressed or mocked or set aside. See yourself as set aside for the renewing of your mind. Not that you're better than another person that Mm -hmm. you can share that same renewal in your life with them to love others as you would have, as you would want to be loved the way Christ has loved you. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not this exclusivism or elitism like, Oh, I have Jesus. So I'm, you know, whatever better than you or something like that it's like we're all in the same boat and we all have the same opportunity the same savior yes in <laughs> fact because you have jesus should spur you on to go find those who don't right yep yep exactly. <sighs> yeah well 
thanks for coming back in the studio for this session, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been fun. It has been. And uh, we want everybody to know um, we are exploring new options for Renegade Atlas. We don't know how it's all going to shake out, um, but we are yeah. very, very excited about what's going to come. Matt may be doing some really cool stuff with finances we don't know yet but right. it could be happening yeah. Yeah. um and who knows what else will happen we could have a different co-host we don't even know that yet <laughs> yeah. we'll Mix see it up a little bit yep. yeah but everybody you are loved and appreciated and please if you have any questions contact us at uh guide at the renegade and please share this with everyone else